Good morning. We are here today on the Cool Guy Swag G Money Latin Show. We are with our good friend Ronald Emmerich here, and he is going to analyze some Latin. Ron, tell us what we have today. So I have the Catullus Poem 13, and it's a, an invitation to it's clearly meant to be comical. So we'll start with the first two lines. They're about the... Uh, about the dinner. Uh, they go, Cannabis bene, mi fabula pudme, paukis si tibi di, fa went diebus. So that means, you will dine well at my house, fabulous, in a few days, and it will please the gods. So he's talking about how it's going to be such a great dinner, and it's going to please the gods. Now, whenever you read that, what meter was that? Was that Hindekasyllabic? That was Hindekasyllabic. Good uh, job. I knew. I've been studying Latin for about three years now, so I know myself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that means eleven syllables per line, and it follows that specific meter that you seem to know well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So now, talk more about what that means in English. So is. Was he sarcastically saying that he's going to come, or, or was he really inviting his friend? Okay, so the first two lines seem to have a serious tone about a real dinner party. It seems to be a real genuine invitation to the party. But then you get to the next three lines, and the joke comes in. So he says, Si te cuat tueris bonam que magnam. Que nam non sine candida puella et we net salet omnibus ca kinis. So that means if you bring with with you good dinner and plenty of it, not forgetting a pretty girl, and wine and wit and all kinds of laughter. So here he's saying it will be a great Great dinner at my house, but you basically have to bring everything. Ah, of course. It'd be like Will Ferrell <laughs> asking for a movie and just giving him a set. Yes, that would be just like it. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, <laughs> he wants, he, he's basically saying, we're going to have a classic dinner at my house. Everything you need, pretty girls, good food, wine, and entertainment. You just got to bring the girls, though, because mine left me. That's true. Leslie B is gone, right? He's just got to bring everything. And here's why. He says in the next... All right, the next line says, Haik si qua tuleris venuste no stare cannabis bene nam tui ka tuli. So that means he's like... uh if I say you bring all this, my charming friend, you will have a good dinner. Then he says, for the purse of your catolus is full of cobwebs. Play nus sa culus est ara nearum. So basically, his wallet's empty. Yeah, his so wallet's got it. Is, is bum. Yeah, it's like, it's like he lost his wallet or something. <laughs> something um, like that, I guess. Yeah, so he... It's full of cobwebs. It's completely empty. So he has nothing to provide for the dinner. Now, so that's kind of, that's the second part of the poem there. Him explaining why he can't provide 
the dinner that he's promising. And then the, these next, these last lines are a reflection of the first several, talking about how it's going to be a dinner all on Catullus, just Fabulous has to provide everything. So in the next couple lines, uh, it says, Sed contra kipies meros amores, seuquid suavius elegatius es. God, I need to redo that again. This is so hard to read. Okay. All right. Uh, in the next line, it says, Sed contra capies meros amores. Seu quid suavius elegatius est. So here he says, uh, but on the other hand, you shall have from me love's very essence or what is sweeter or more delicious than love, if sweeter there be. So he's promising him love in its very essence. He's promising him basically the greatest gift, right? Uh, and then he goes on to say, Nunguintum dabo quod mei pu elai donarunt veneres cupidinesque. Uh, which means, for I will give you some perfume which the Venuses and Cupids gave to uh, my lady. So uh, he's going to give them perfume from the gods. So he's mentioning the gods again. Remember at the beginning of the second line, he says it's a, it's a dinner that will please the gods. Mm, okay. So it's talking, it's basically a reflective structure where he mentions the gods at the beginning and the gods again at the end. Uh, and... It's it's basically what this does is it the top lines and the bottom lines frame that middle line, that center line that is just saying my wallet's empty. Um oh and then the the last couple lines quo to quol facies deos rogabis to tu te faciant fabu Uh, And it's the last joke here in these last couple lines. And when you sniff its fragrance, you will pray the gods to make you fabulous. Nothing but a nose. (laughs) So he continues the, the jokes, the, the misleading jokes where you're, you're brought on one path and he changes at the end. And he repeats fabulous again, uh, completing that reflective structure, framing that center line, center line that he wants to host this party but he has no money. And that's Catullus 13. All right. And um, I love that a lot. I think there's a lot of analysis that we need to do on this poem. Uh, for starters, whenever he talks about love's essence, what does he say exactly is uh, for love? Is it uh, amore? Yes. Now, for amore, uh, we do have, I believe, two derivatives. And correct me if I'm wrong, amicable and amorous. No. Yes, I think amorous would probably be the better one because amicable relate more to uh, friends. friends. Yes, um, I, although it is similar um, in spelling and in sound and even the phonics of it. Mm-hmm. 
is it, it possible here that uh, that there might have been a misconception? Because whenever we say an amorous connection, it means more uh, in a sexual content. Yes. Um, and uh, this is clearly his friend. And not yes. that I'm, I'm not saying I don't love my homies, but what I am saying is I am not sexually <laughs> attracted to my homies. So, wow. Okay. So do you think that there is a possibility that that Catullus is 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 cutting corners here to make something sound more poetic than it is to to add humor for it? Or do you think I, he does think, it for a meter? I I think what he means is that his his true love, his his woman, actually I think might have been lesbian in this instance is who gave him the perfume so so we're going to assume here operating the assumption that, that this poem was written when they were on good terms right yes so i i think we can assume especially the fact that syndecasyllabic is more lighthearted. he seems to be in a good mood writing this poem he mentions the venus and cupid and stuff yeah. he's in a loving mood and i think i think when he says meros amores that means pure love the correct uh, so that that is the the sexual love, as you say, that uh, would give him this perfume that he's going to then give to Fabulous for helping him host this party. Right. Now, something else we I think we should address here is uh, the nose. Um, yes, I am not saying in any sort of the way or the word that that his lesbian who, you know, we will not name her, you know, real name. Uh, I'm not saying she's unattractive. What I am saying is if she turned around too fast and you were too close, her nose might hit you. Really? Uh, yes. Um, so, I, I think I think right there might be a reference to his, his lover's uh, extraordinarily large nose. I think that it, might be it, the scent of what we're talking about here. Oh, <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think it's just one of his uh his other jokes where you're you know you're you're led to believe one thing and he he changes you the last second just like we see in the first couple lines it seems to be a very serious poem and he quickly switches it with uh why is saying that fabulous will basically have to provide everything needed for the party yeah uh and I I think it's just an, an exaggeration talking about just just how wonderful the perfume is uh, you make great hope. Yeah, ho- hoping that such wonderful perfume will uh, counteract all that Fabulous is doing, providing the the women, the food, the the wine, the entertainment, everything for the party. I get that. Now, I think there are some key takeaways from here. Uh, number one is uh, I think that this is more of a ploy for all of us to to not judge things at first glance because although this poem and Catullus does do this a lot and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but we do see this a lot with the neoterics uh, in ancient Rome is they will, they will try to lead you onto something, but will revert it back to what they are actually referring to. Yeah, I think so. I'd say that's true. Um, so I think the, the big thing would be for us as, uh, as a people reading this now, uh, thousands of years later would be to just appreciate that, that you need to get the whole story before you start judging things. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we should really focus on here is is how how lighthearted he is. Because I, I gotta say, next time somebody asks if I'm paying for something, I will simply respond to my my wallet is full of cobwebs. Yeah, because <laughs> that is a killer line. It is. It's great. All right. Do you have anything else to say, Rob? No, I'd say that's all about Catullus thirteen.
Well, alrighty. Thank you so much for being here on the show, and thank all of you so much for listening. Um, I want to give a special shout out today to Danny DeVito, our number one sponsor on Patreon. Uh, and through Patreon, you'll get uh, special access to all of our podcasts before we actually release them. Um, speaking of re- release, you know what I love to do after I've just finished reading and analyzing one of my favorite ancient Roman poems from some dead dude from 2000 years ago? Take a nap. And the best place to take a nap is on a Casper mattress. Casper. Casper is the company that you can order all your mattresses from home online. And not only that, you don't even have to go pick them up. They ship them right to your door. With Casper, I've gotten the best night's sleep. And if I'm unsatisfied, which I'm not, I could send it back within the first 90 days. Uh, Casper, for all of those who love to read and just love comfort.